Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. I am literally pinching myself to be able to introduce today's guest. It is my absolute honour to be joined on the microphones by the incredible force that is Gabby Bernstein. Gabby Bernstein is a number one New York Times bestselling author. She's been named by Oprah as the new thought leader of our generation. Speaking on both Oprah's stage and on her podcast, Super Soul Conversations, Gabby is the ultimate spirit junkie, an international speaker, author, spiritual entrepreneur and mother. Gabby's energy is electric and her love for her work shines so bright. Passionate about helping people find their purpose and live an abundant lives, Gabby has dedicated herself to helping others shine bright and form an undeniable faith in the universe. Her teachings and practices have been a pivotal part of my personal development and growth throughout 2020. She's the creator of the Spirit Junkie Masterclass, an online digital course for light workers and aspiring spiritual entrepreneurs, where Gabby guides you through the key components of building and creating a soulful business. Today, we dive into the topic of manifestation, using uncertainty as a pillar of growth, the importance of perspective, and how to approach uneasy times with an abundant mindset. Here's Gabby. Medibank is challenging us to think differently about our health. Medibank is the official health partner of the Smiling Mind app and has made this episode of The Healthy Hustlers possible. It's time to find your better with Medibank and Smiling Mind. Hello, Gabby, and welcome to The Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Going through everything that we're going through and... uh being as resilient as possible. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely um, a word that's coming up a lot this year, resilience, isn't it? I guess just watching what's happening over there on the news and stuff, yeah, my heart's really been going out to you guys um, and to everyone in the world. It's been been a really, really tough year, so... But I just am so grateful for your time today. So thank you so much for joining me. I guess I start most of my conversations in a similar way, just with the nature of this year. And I like to find out a self-care practice that you've been prioritizing that's either helping you feel mentally or physically abundant at the moment. My self-care practice at the moment that has made me feel abundant in every way is a 40-minute meditation practice in the middle of the day. At noon, I chose the time because it's when my son takes a nap. Mm -hmm. So at 12, 12, 15, I sit down and I do a 40-minute meditation to binaural music. So I've got the bilateral stimulation while I meditate. It's been one of the most self-regulating practices that I've ever had. And I am at the stage now where I won't go the day without it. Sometimes it maybe is 20 minutes, not 40, depending on what the day looks like, but I won't go without it because it has given me this ability to be resilient during these difficult times. Mm -hmm. The meditation practice has developed, my, my practice has developed over the past 15 years in the devotion of my spiritual faith, but I now am pretty grounded in the one that I'm at this stage. With everything that is happening worldwide, have your views or thoughts or opinions about the world changed at all this year? When you go through a worldwide pandemic, there's this big magnifying glass on the fact that 
some people really care about the whole and some people don't. That's been probably the most heartbreaking for me to witness, particularly in my country, I can't speak for other countries that I don't dwell in, but to witness so many people making personal choices that would greatly affect so many other people and and affects people's lives has been really upsetting to me. And I actually think I'm just surprised. Is there a new lesson that you've learned this year or has there been something that you've been able to really go, wow, like I needed to learn that. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I had to go through that to learn that. A ton, a ton. I get blessed with spiritual assignments every day like we all do, but we have the choice in any moment to see them as an obstacle or to choose to see them as a spiritual opportunity to grow. I have chosen to grow as I know you have as well. As I step into each obstacle that may have been presented to me, particularly in 2020, I've had the desire, I would like to say, to witness those experiences, to go through them with my faith, to come out the other side. And an example, there's a, there's quite a few examples, but I think a big one was so much got shaken up in my business in April, May, June, team members that I'd been with for years left. It was just, it was a shakedown, really. And in the midst of the pandemic and all that, but the strangest thing happened that while all this stuff was falling apart, I just felt, I, be, I felt like I was becoming more and more free as things were falling apart. But that's a straight up reflection of my internal condition. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't had 15 years of spirituality and personal growth and therapy and inner development behind me, I don't know if I would have been able to deal with all that stuff the way that I, the way that I did. I wouldn't have been able to deal with everything mm-hmm. the way that I did. And that's go- that that goes for all of the experiences that throughout my life but I've I've been witnessing myself move through difficult things with much more grace than ever before and it's a nice promise of to anyone who's embarking on a personal growth journey of any kind the promise is, is that the more you, time you invest in it the easier life's challenges become so yeah. I just I, I can't emphasize that enough for people who are going through these times of uncertainty or in the future when they go through more times of uncertainty, how do you think that they can use it personally for a pillar of growth? It's all about perspective. When you go through something difficult, you have two choices. You can go through it in a way that's unconscious and fear-based, or you can go through it in a way that is willing to witness it through the lens of spiritual practice and growth. It's simple. It's just what choice are you going to make while you're in the midst of it? Even in the moment when you have no answer of how is this going to work out? What am I going to do? You still have that choice. Am I going to look for solutions or am I going to focus on the problems? That choice can differentiate your life's path, frankly. So I believe that going through this particularly difficult experience that the world has been going through, those of us who have chosen to go through it with the perspective of seeking solutions rather than problems are the ones that will survive and thrive. Even those who are in the most dire circumstances will be able to have a stronger resilience, a stronger foundation, a stronger attracting power to find their way out, to be guided out with that solution-seeking mindset rather than the problem 
finding mindset. For anyone who is maybe new to spirituality or just starting to kind of dive into it, do you have any advice on a good starting point for them to really be able to, I guess, build that stronger relationship with our higher power? This is not a plug, but I've written uh, eight books on the topic. <laughs> so uh, I'd only say that because that's the lazy answer. <laughs> the lazy answer is, okay, read The Universe Has Your Back or read Super Attractor. But I do think I do think The Universe Has Your Back actually is a really great first step for people. Yeah, totally uh, it's, a, it's sort of like the entryway for a lot of folks into their spiritual practice. So I would I would say that. But but really to be to be a little bit more specific on this interview, I would say to have the willingness to awaken spiritually is the first step, which I believe that anyone that's listening to your podcast already has established because they wouldn't they wouldn't have been guided here. They wouldn't have continued listening past the first five minutes if they didn't have a willingness to grow. So whoever's listening, you've already You've already gotten to the first step. Yeah, well done. And definitely the universe has your back. And Super Attractor, I love Super Attractor. As I said, I do the meditations every morning. But yeah, I absolutely, I actually bought that for my best friend and my marketing assistant last year for Christmas, the book. I was like, oh, you guys really need this in your life. And they both loved it. So yeah, it's such a, such a great starting point. I guess when we are in these times of uncertainty and there's a lot more negative emotions flowing, how would you say that we could cultivate more abundance? I think that's something, especially at the start of the year, that I really, really struggled with, especially with 2020 having, you know, going into it had that bit of a magical feel to it. You know, everyone was so excited and personally I had so many friends getting married and there was holidays and I I know so many people around me in the same situation and so to have every single thing to put on hold and and basically not be able to leave our homes. At times it was really difficult to be able to get that feeling of abundance. So Mm. do you have any tips of of how we can cultivate more of that during these times? Yeah. By appreciating what you do have, you create more of what you want. Abundance is something that, that has to be replenished with your belief system, with your energy, with your focus, with your attention. Abundance is an energetic state. You have to feel abundant in order to attract abundance. But even if you don't necessarily have the proof of abundance, you can redirect in any moment by grounding in the greatness of what you do have. I have my health. I have a home. I have I have a roof over my head. I'm grateful for the food on my table. And the truth is, is no matter how abundant you are, you can still be feeling lack. Abundance is not about the money in the bank. Abundance is about the mindset and the inner experience. You actually posted something on your Instagram yesterday about that. And I remember um, it was like one of the first posts I saw when I woke up in the morning and I was like, oh, I needed that today. Like you sometimes mm-hmm, you just, mm-hmm. you need that gentle reminder. It's so easy, I think, to sometimes get caught in that always striving for more and wanting more that we often forget to just stop and appreciate where we are and how far we've actually come on the journey. And, you know, I always remind myself that like once upon a time, I wanted to be exactly where I am right now. What have been some of your greatest lessons? I know you've been doing this for so many years, but have you had had any of those kind of light bulb moments throughout the journey where you're just like, 
whoa, like I'm exactly where I am. Or, you know, you have those realizations that you've just got so much further than you ever thought you would. Yeah. Yeah. Today. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I think that what's so cool about having years and years of personal commitment and devotional commitment to your own inner inner awakening is that if you, if you really make that commitment and you stick to it and you grow your spiritual faith in whatever form that may mean for you, you commit to your personal growth, you commit to your inner shifts, you commit to changing your perspective, you commit to undoing belief systems from the past, you're willing to go on a therapeutic journey, whatever that may be for you, then you'll look back 5, 10, 15 years in my case, 15 years later, and you'll witness yourself in the moment completely new from where you were before. You'll witness, most importantly, how you respond and react to things that otherwise might have triggered you like crazy, whereas now I can see myself moving through something with grace, speaking up for myself in ways I never would have, grounding myself quickly, moving out of something with great resilience, even if it's seriously disappointing, getting through triggers, people triggering, you know, what out of me, being able to move through that, being able to speak up for myself, all of it. It's pretty miraculous. One of the most beautiful things about the journey is being able to kind of have that reflection. Now, I'd love to dive into manifestation with you because I know it's a topic that my audience absolutely love. And I feel like it's almost trending right now, <laughs> if I'm if I'm going to be honest, like especially on social media and stuff, everyone's very interested in the topic of manifestation. From your perspective or learnings, what would you say a snapshot of manifestation is? We manifest who we are, what we are, what we put out, what we believe we receive, what we feel we attract, what we energetically vibrate, we create more of. When we get that, when we understand that, when we recognize that manifesting isn't about doing, it's about being, that's when it clicks. That's when we become super attractors. I'm actually launching a manifesting challenge right now. I do a 21-day manifesting challenge at the beginning of every year. This is my second year doing it. And the whole challenge is really designed to help the person surrender and surrender more. It's a challenge on how to feel good. It's a challenge on how to get really unapologetic about what you desire. But most importantly, to get into an energetic point of attraction, because we can't manifest just by thinking and talking and visioning. We have to feel. We have to really get Mm -hmm. grounded in a feeling that will be what attracts. We'll be right back after this healthy break. When it comes to health and well-being, do you ever ask yourself, what is better? 2020 has been quite the ride, full of new emotions and lots of new normals. I have challenged myself to find what is better every day, every situation and every moment in order to be a better me tomorrow. Better is everywhere whether it's dancing to your favorite song or running a marathon. And that's why I'm thrilled to have teamed up with Medibank to invite you to find your better. Medibank is challenging us to think differently about our health. 
and are a proud supporter of Smiling Mind, Australia's number one mindfulness app that inspires and empowers Australians to incorporate mindfulness practices and exercises into their daily lives to help every mind thrive. Now, more than ever, it is so important for us to nurture and protect our mental well-being. Through Medibank's partnership with Smiling Mind, you can receive tools and resources to support a happier, healthier mind. Find your better with Medibank and Smiling Mind. Search Medibank Smiling Mind or simply click the link in the show notes. There are so many ways to live better. Find yours today talking about energies, that was something that I really loved in your Spirit Junkie Masterclass was really tapping more and learning more about the energies and I guess how we can how we can revisit past energies to kind of evoke that feeling of joy or happiness or abundance. And that's something I've been doing a lot of work with this year, thanks to you, is really tapping back into those past experiences in my life where I felt really fulfilled or happy or successful. Can you dive a little bit more into that and in particular your journey with energies and discovering the power of them? When we feel lack, the fastest way out is to focus on those times in our life when we have felt abundant, when we have felt supported, when we have felt grounded, because those moments are spiritual proof that it's in us to feel that way. Someone might be thinking, well, I've never felt abundant. Okay, so maybe you have a friend who exemplifies abundance to you. For instance, I have a great example. I put this story in Super Attractor that for many years I, I struggled with an anxiety disorder and put PTSD. So I never felt grounded. I never felt in my body. I, never, I, was, I would always have to meditate so much to really feel any kind of sense of groundedness. And I had this girlfriend who, her name is Elisa, who always was just super chill when something would go wrong, she'd say things like, okay, we'll figure it out. She worked in a field that was really high stress. She could always just manage it and handle it. Even though I didn't know what that was like personally, I wanted that. So -hmm. rather than looking to a feeling that I couldn't find, because I'd never felt that way before, I used her attitude and the way that I felt around her and the way that I admired her reactions to things as a way of putting my focus on what it was that I wanted to cultivate. So thinking about her and how she showed up for situations was exciting to me for the possibility that that's how I could be. Yeah. So we can find that spiritual proof in ourselves and in others. There was actually something that you said in the course about that spiritual proof of others was instead of looking at people as your competition or letting it get you down more as a reflection of what you're capable of or what you can achieve. And I really loved that that little takeout. It reminded me of that when you said that in, yeah, looking for that in people and just realizing, yeah, it can be a reflection of what, what you're able to do and to achieve and to feel. Yeah. Often the things that we envy in others are the unresolved parts of ourselves the parts of ourselves that we have not allowed to come forth, the parts of ourselves that we have not believed could come forth, they are part of who we are. So when we accept that what we admire in somebody else is a reflection of our own light, of our own greatness, that can be a much easier way to approach the feelings of jealousy or separation instead to see it as, oh, no, that is me. I have that within me. Yeah, I loved that so much. It just like completely spoke to my soul. I was like, that's so beautiful. So I guess then moving on 
to your experiences with protecting your energies because I know that this was a big learning for you in the earlier days and it was something that yeah I just took so much from from your course after being in a position where I do interview people and I guess I naturally go to their energy level and then there might be another interview and I go to theirs and so you protecting the energy I thought was a super powerful learning and I'd love to dive into that a little bit. Well, what I liked what you just said was it's a super powerful learning, but I actually heard it as it's a superpower. Uh, oh, it is. <laughs> which, which I agree. That's what I was sort of into the fact that you just said that because it, it is a su- being able to really regulate your own nervous system, cleanse your energy, clear your. It's a superpower. If we aren't conscious of our of how much we pick up and how much we lose energetically then we can walk around like an empty shell. We can get totally beat up by the energy of the world. When we make it a commitment to clear our energy field daily, whether it be through meditation, whether it be through breath, whether it be through visualization, a salt bath, a cord cutting, whatever it is that we need to do to clear that field, then we start to become stronger in our our own energy and our own ways of resiliently bouncing back. We also want to make sure we're retrieving any energy that we've lost because when you put yourself out into the world, whether it be through social media or whether it be on an interview or whether you interview other people, you're saying you're picking up the energy of other people, but you're also putting a lot of your own energy out, which could be easily sucked dry if you don't consciously request it to be resolved. So you can start to just pray about it. Thank you for retrieving any positive energy that I may have lost and removing any negative energy that may have been picked up. You call the shots. Yeah, I seriously loved it. It was such a like uh, uh, moment for me because I did some live or first ever experience with live events last year with my friend Georgie Stevenson, who has um, another amazing podcast. And after every event, we did these meet and greets. And after the events, we both just felt so depleted, like energy wise. And it took us like a whole week. I remember laying on the couch, just like, how am I ever going to do another event? Like I'm just so zapped. And after having that session in the Spirit Junkie Masterclass, I was on the phone to her and I was like, oh my goodness, we did it all wrong. We did it all wrong. We did not protect our energy at all. And it was just such a big wake up for me of like just how precious that is and how much I need to to commit to, yeah, really protecting my energy if I want to continue to always be, be giving and to be at my best. Awesome. Awesome. Beautiful. There was actually a, um, a beautiful quote that you shared on Instagram that said, let the shifts of the world ignite a spark within you to finally do what you've been dreaming of. For anyone who is struggling to really tap into their inner knowing or feel like they're almost blocking that spark from igniting, what would be some of your top tips? Have more fun. Have more fun. Have more fun. <laughs> when we are having fun, we're in a state of inspiration. When we're in inspiration, we are inspired, which is often referred to as in spirit. Mm -hmm. So when we are living in a way that is purpose-driven, fulfilled, awakened, it's backed with inspiration. The fastest way to inspiration is to focus on what's fun, what's joyful, what brings you joy in every corner, what elevates you energetically. That adjustment 
of really making sure that you are really lit up by whatever it is that you're doing in your life in any moment will give you the greatest path to purpose. And I always say that you don't have to find your purpose. Your purpose finds you. So when you're focused and you're having fun and you're joyful, that energy will be reflected back to you. We get told a lot about purpose and living with purpose and purpose-driven businesses. And and sometimes it can become quite overwhelming for people to constantly, and I know I was in that situation where you're just constantly in your head about like, but what's my purpose? Like, what am I here for? And it's almost you get so bogged down in it that there's actually no space to figure it out or to have the awareness of what does bring you joy. Did you ever find that in the earlier days that you would feel bogged down or a little bit stuck with with what you were here for or what you were meant for? Or did you always kind of have this intrinsic belief that, that you were here for bigger things? I've got the kind of um, asshole answer, which is <laughs> I always knew what I was meant to do. Not every area of my life has flowed perfectly, but when it came to the work I was here to do in the world, there was never a shadow of a doubt what I was here to bring forth. Even when I wasn't actually, I started in this field as a spiritual teacher at 25, so I started very young. My earlier career was in public relations, but I can see how it was developing me for me to be a motivational speaker because I started speaking very publicly about marketing and, and speaking at women's entrepreneurial conferences. And so I was kind of on the speaking circuit at 21, 22, 23, uh, before it was a thing. What I realized is every step of my life has been in the pursuit of the mission-driven work that I've been doing. So I, I say that that's the asshole response. Sorry if you had to bleep me twice. But I say that because a lot of people are like, wah, wah. You know, I don't want to hear that it was just that easy. But I think that some of us have very easy corners of our life that we feel really clear. We really know what we need to do. Whereas other areas, we may need to get some more therapy. <laughs> but for me, it was, I, I, I quote, I often, when I talk about my feelings around my career and the work I'm here to do, I quote this Joan of Arc quote, which is, I am not afraid I was born to do this. That conviction has been a driving force of my career, which is what allowed me to author eight books in nine years and has allowed me to continue to show up with so much energy every single day to sit down and do the work that I do to create, 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 because I'm so lit up by it. Because mm -hmm. I, I know, I'm right now more than ever, I know how much people are suffering. I know what a relief it is to find that voice that will resonate, like you've said about your experience finding your teacher. And whether it's me or another spiritual teacher, a book or a yoga class, whatever it is, I just pray for you to find that wisdom because mm -hmm. I know that so many people are suffering. And my job, I hope, is to just be another voice in the world that can support people when they're, when they're at, a, at a low point and when they're at a high point too. Yeah, absolutely. Do you see this moment in time as quite a turning point for us to become a more conscious world? Or like, has there been moments that, that excite you to see the transition of people really awakening and becoming more conscious of our, of our actions and, and what we're doing? Yes, I think that this moment in time is offering us a great awakening. It's terrifying. It's debilitating, disturbing, it's disruptive, it's it's a mess in so many ways. It's the only way we can grow. It's mm -hmm. the only way we can grow. Things have to be messy in order to grow. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we have touched on the your book, The Super Attractor, but I would love to know from without reading the book, just a quick a quick snapshot for anyone, how do we become super attractors? Being a super attractor means that you have made the life commitment to lean into good feeling thoughts energy, which doesn't mean that you don't have bad moments, which doesn't mean that you don't let yourself break down, but it means that you are solution-oriented. It means that you are happiness-oriented, that you are fun-oriented. That is a muscle that has to be developed because when we feel good, we super attract what it is that we desire. So really, Super Attractor, the subtitle is Methods for Manifesting a Life Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. Truly, it's methods for feeling good. And I guess that's exactly what the meditations are is in yours, is that as soon as you do them, you just feel so good after it. And that for me personally, when I do them, all of those feelings of overwhelm or anxiety about how I'm going to get stuff done leaves me. And it's almost just refills up my cup to give me that confidence that like, I can do this. Like I'm capable of doing big things and I'm deserving of this, this big life that I actually want. So I love Mm. that it's all about the feelings because you definitely, definitely get that feeling from, from your work. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess when you hit roadblocks, especially when it does come to your business or something you're working towards, how do you switch from that negative, negative mindset into a really positive one to turn the situation around? Well, there's a method in Super Attractor called the Choose Again Method, which is very valuable for readers, where you have this three-step process where you notice the negative thought, you notice how it makes you feel. So that's step one, notice the thought, how does it make you feel? Step two is you forgive yourself for having the thought. Then step three is you reach for the next best feeling thought. You reach for a thought that you believe in. You reach for a thought that feels better. You reach and reach and reach, and you think your way out. That's the way. That's the practice. That that method has been enough. If you just practice that one method from the book, you'll have a radical change in your life. And Gabby, what does the future have in store for you? What's coming up? God willing, a baby. I'm in the process of manifesting and and creating another life, which I'm working on, uh, working on, I don't want to say that, consciously conceiving. So that's a big prayer that I put out to the universe here live on your show. Oh, and uh, so thanks. Uh, yes, I have a podcast that will be coming out in 2021, which is going to be called Dear Gabby. You're the first person I'm saying this out loud to, oh, but I might so as well. I I even, I, we're in the process of just selling it right now, or, or getting the you know getting the, the company that we work with. So uh, you are really early to the early to the news. Oh, thanks. The, the yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff yeah. coming. A lot of good, I'm the um, manifesting challenge starting now. Manifesting challenge it's happening in this moment. Mm-hmm. So starting January one. I would like as a new mum myself, what has been or what was the greatest change in you when you first became a mum? Well, I had a radical opportunity to recognize my ability to be present and to be in the practice of presence. And that's one of the great gifts that parenting offers us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, something I've definitely learned very quickly with having a daughter is learning to surrender. And mm-hmm. it's something I'm mm-hmm. I'm still working on. And there's definitely moments where I don't surrender. But could you, before we wrap up, just touch on that topic a little bit more? And I guess, 
when we feel like we've surrendered, I know I've seen on your Instagram, you've said like surrender more. Yeah. And sometimes I find myself going, oh, how do I do that? How do I surrender anymore to this, to this moment? When we surrender, really, we're not giving up, we're giving over. We're giving our plans, our timeline, our agenda, the way that we thought it was supposed to be. We're giving it over to a spiritual belief, a, a spiritual faith, a, a higher power. If you don't have a spiritual background, maybe you're giving it over to your intuition. When we give it over, that's when we can be relaxed enough to allow what is of the highest good to be presented to us. That's what surrender is about. It's a giving over, not a giving up. I think it's really comes through prayer. It comes through meditation. It comes through the intention to just trust mm. and allow. Yeah. I love that process of just trusting. I think that's been a huge learning for me this year, especially is to just trust, you know, to just fully trust that it is all working out the way that it is meant to. Do you think that that's a, I don't want to say a hard thing to learn, but I think, you know, honoring that, would you say that that's a work in progress? Yeah, that's a work in progress. Listen, today I got news about something that I want that didn't happen in the way, in the timeline that I want it. I cried about it for about a half hour. Then I really allowed myself to move slowly, as slowly as I needed to out of it. Then I sat down and I heard my intuition say, pick a card from your deck. The universe has your back deck. I picked out the deck. The card I picked was obstacles or detours in the right direction. You can't make this up. When you surrender to a spiritual practice, it's just so much easier. Life is so much easier because you trust. I, within an hour, I got myself from despair to gratitude. Mm. Yeah. It was pretty radical. So yeah, yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good now. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I'm feeling so good after our chat. Honestly, Gabby, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for your time. Not even just for this chat, but like I said, just for being such a light in my life and for just making this world such a brighter and happier and more beautiful place to be. Your work is incredible. And anyone who hasn't read your books, um, you need to do so, please. Um, so thank you so much. You're so lovely. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.